Happy weekend. Happy WrestleMania weekend. This is JB. Hey, I'm Eddie. Eddie has a BLT in the in the vault today. Yeah, I like I just haven't eaten all day, so I just kind of wanted to eat. That's yeah. understandable. I mean, we sell food inside the vault as well. Yeah. Anyway, it is WrestleMania weekend. Eddie and I are flying down to New Orleans tomorrow because we're recording this on a Friday. You guys are going to hear this Saturday or Sunday. Because we'll be in New Orleans for the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania, and we figured, hey, it's another wrestling show. Who's coming back? Caleb Bailey. Say hello. What's up, guys? Glad to be back, finally. Yeah, long last. Because, uh, we, yeah, we haven't heard from you since the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I've just been busy. Uh, school, haven't really been able to watch the pay-per-views live. Just been a, just been real busy. <laughs> and it's almost in the semester, so yeah. almost time for break. Caleb Bailey back from... Um... Uh, concussion injury story. Oh, yeah, back, back from a severe shoulder injury, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Eddie and I are going to, as of now, we got tickets to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. NXT TakeOver, and SmackDown. We're going to try to fit Raw in there as well. Uh-huh. Um, but we're here. Let's talk about uh, TakeOver, SmackDown. Um, I'll defer to you guys. Do you want to talk about TakeOver first or go right to the WrestleMania card? Uh, let's do takeover. Let's just since it's first. Yeah. Okay. Give give takeover some love. All right. So, uh, go looking at the card. Let's start with um, the triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championship, also for to win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. We've got the champions, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain and um, the team that I'm pulling for personally, Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Uh, Caleb, uh, why was this match made a triple threat? Um, I think, I'm not really sure why it's made a triple threat. I think, I think they kind of just did it on the fly for the Bobby Fish injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it gives, I don't really know, it gives it to the point to where authors of pain, I don't think they're going to take the pin. I don't think they're going to take the pin because they want to look as strong as possible because they're going to go to the main card soon. Yes, they are. Yes. So I think it's gonna give us the main either either undisputed era or Dunn and Strong. One of them are gonna take the pen. I don't okay. think the authors are gonna take the pen. Right, uh, Eddie is uh, an undisputed era win. Is that the next step to them becoming a legit stable? Would you say? Um. <clears throat> so, two things really fast. Uh, one, I would actually disagree with uh, Caleb on this one on uh, who's taking the pen. I think it's gonna be the authors of pain who do take it. But I'll go into that a little later. I mean, in a second, uh, to answer your question, I think I just see there's already is a legitimate stable. I think it all rests on Adam Cole. Um, Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish have been solid as fuck. And uh, I think it really just depends on, like, the leader, right? Like, the only thing that the Undisputed Era can do to get better, I mean, they already have the tag championships. They haven't lost any, like, really lost any major matches, but except Adam Cole has. So it really rests on Adam Cole. Now... Here's the thing, um, Adam. The re- uh, so, I think the reason why I was made a triple threat is because Adam Cole got to do two matches this night. Uh, uh, a yeah, takeover. Yeah, so he's the lot- double duty, which we'll get so to in a minute. They're do- they're doing this in order to give him a little bit of a break. They know he's going to throw everything he's got into this match, and then he's got to do it again. But if you make it a triple threat, as opposed to him just getting his ass kicked by the Office of Pain all over the place, right. um, that was the main reason. I also believe that. The original team that was uh, t- uh, supposed to be Roddy Strong and uh, Pete Dunne was Mustache Mountain, and I think they're going to lead it to a um, British Strong style Undisputed Era, uh, which is the, yeah, which is why they're bringing Pete Dunne in. 
for this. I think Pete Dunne and Roddy Strong are not going to take the pin, so that way they can continue a storyline with Pete Dunne and Roddy Strong and Mustache Mound when they get back. Mm-hmm. Off the pin, also, if they go up to the main card, can't afford to take that pin. Everybody who goes up to the main card after being champions have taken a, a loss. Well, yeah, yeah you've seen Bobby Roode do it, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bailey, Samoa Joe. Finn Balor, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, Kevin Owens, Neville, Sami Zayn. Yeah, all of them do it. Mm-hmm. DIY. Well, DIY was supposed to do it. That's why it was so shocking when they broke up, because that's why everybody was like, bye, DIY. Yeah. The revival. Like, fought villains. Kevin Owens. I said Kevin Owens. So what I'm just saying is, uh, yeah, I just think, like, every... I think it just it makes sense that if they're going to move up, they have nothing to lose. But Pete Dunne and Roddy Strong will have a lot more to lose if they, either of them take that loss, because they're still going to be down there, you know? Yeah. All right, Caleb, who do you got winning and Why? Um, I think Undisputed Era is going to win because I think Authors of Pain, they're going to main roster. They're not going to win. They don't mm-hmm. need to win the Dusty Rose Trophy again. They don't That's need right. to win the titles again. Mm-hmm. Um, Strong's pretty busy on 205 Live, and I think Dunn's probably going to be the only one of the other four left in NXT. But I think he's also going to be busy with, uh, busy with this new like England project they're going to be supposed to be having soon. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay. not sure if that's going to be like a long, confirmed thing just yet. All right. Uh, Eddie, how about you? Who you yeah, know? Undisputed Era. I think, um, I think honest, in all fairness, I think, my, like I said, uh, the Dusty Road Champions, I think we're going to be Mustache Mountain. Yeah. That's going to lead into the Undisputed Era. So as of now, the only people who were are still remaining in the what I consider to be the original matchup, which would have been Mustache Mountain and Undisputed Era, is Undisputed Era, which means whatever storyline this was going to be, it says it's not going to exist past. Uh, so that means four out of these six people are probably not going to be important for going that's, to NXT. That's very league. valid, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with the both of you. I think it's going to be Undisputed Era because I think that over the next year, maybe a little more, Adam Cole is going to get enough of a push where he's ultimately going to be NXT champion because, you know, Bobby Fish is going to come back at some point. Then they could just um, still have the tag team titles under the Freebird role. Yeah, Bobby Fish will be back like probably like a little bit before... Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, that's but, a, that sounds yeah. about right. And and then you know because then they it's they hold all the gold once Adam Cole's NXT champion, uh-huh. and they have the tag titles. Uh-huh. And I mean because you were at any, the last NXT Brooklyn when he came in, the pop was huge. Uh-huh. So like even though he's a heel right now, I mean he's still so over. I mean Adam Cole, baby, am I right? I mean he's a cool heel. Yeah, he's the poison of this industry. Okay, um, Adam Cole's amazing. Yeah. He's uh, he literally is like, he's like Shawn Michael. He like, uh, you know, a lot of people are, like, oh, he's the next Shawn Michael. Everybody's always looking for the next Shawn Michael. Adam Cole actually kind of looks a lot like Shawn Michaels by accident. Like he has no, he has nothing to actually. He's not Shawn Michaels at all, but like, wrestling yeah. wise, but like he kind of accidentally looks like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. All right, moving on to the card. Let's go next to the NXT Women's Championship: Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler. Ember Moon, the champion. Uh, defeated Baszler at uh, TakeOver Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie, is this Ember's last stand before the main roster? So, I don't... No, I mean, it's not. Um, uh, because... Uh, no, it's not. Um, the last three women's champions have gone... Up. Sorry, the last few women champions have come up after uh, TakeOver. Yeah. So I think Ember's going to have to follow that tradition. Uh, yeah, Sasha Banks, 
Bailey, Oscar, and Moon. Scary. Yeah. Uh, she's no. She's got another. She's gonna have at least one more uh, title match. All right. Uh, Caleb, does Shayna Baszler need the win to still be taken seriously? Um. After that roll-up victory at Takeover Philadelphia, I think she does, and I think she's gonna win to stay relevant in the title picture. Mm-hmm. But. Now, there is some kind of, like, WrestleMania access NXT tournament thing going on, and the winner of this match will defend their title on Sunday before WrestleMania. Now, obviously, it's not going to be televised or anything, but who's to say that she wins the title and doesn't drop it to Kyrie Sane or Nikki Cross literally on Sunday? Yeah. That's true, yeah. Or... I mean, they've done some pretty crazy things at WrestleMania access before. They've never done a title change, but... Or they could do... You know, Ember Moon can get her, like, um, rematch at that thing, like, immediately afterwards, and yeah. then just win it straight back. Because I don't think, I, I don't think, um, I agree. I, that would be kind of cool. I don't um, think that's a good idea, because they, because they, remember when, uh, Tazawa won the, uh, won the Cruiserweight title on the go-home, uh, Raw before SummerSlam? Yeah. Only to lose it at SummerSlam? That was so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of the opposite, though, because, like, it's like, what more, it's more like AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, where, like, you know, AJ wins it. Right, you're talking like at the house show at the garden? Yeah, and then it's like, well, I should have gotten the fucking access, baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's your fault. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Eddie, who, who have you got? Ember Moon or Shayna Baszler? I'm still going to stick with Ember Moon because she is the face of the women's division, and I don't think Shayna Baszler is ready for that responsibility. I think she'll... <laughs> oh, she can't talk. Her name is the Queen of Spades. We got to stop with the Queen thing. The Queen thing is done. We've had, we, there's four, there's three queens. There's Queen of Hearts, there's The Queen, and there's Queen of Spades. Queen of Spades is not a good nickname. And also, you lost at the Mae Young Classic to Kyrie Sane. Why am I supposed to believe that you could just suddenly beat everybody up? I don't know, just like, stop it. I, I, I believe Monster Heel is great, but like, Monster Heel needs more heat, you know? I don't know. So yeah, when my computer's making a lot of noise right now, I just noticed. Hmm. And I probably have to take the battery in at some point. Anyway, um... Ember Moon would be... Also, Ember Moon couldn't even... Ember Moon... Ember Moon needs this win so hard because Ember Moon couldn't even beat the former champion. And that, like, she hasn't... She couldn't beat Asuka. And then she was just kind of given the title. I don't mean given the title. Like, she works to beat the other three. But, like, Ember Moon hasn't really won a feud. Ever. Right. Like a real one. She needs his win. Anyway, Caleb, who have you got winning that one? I've actually got Shayna Baszler winning because I think they're going to make... I think as much as people want Ken Slaray to move up to the main roster with Johnny Gargano, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, I think she's going to stay back in NXT and kind of like hone her craft there. And I think she's going to be the next face. And I think she's going to be the next big feud for Shannon Baszler outside of possibly Kyrie Sane, but I don't know if they're going to do Kyrie Sane yet. I don't think they want to throw so many Japanese stars in our faces, you know, to yeah. on the main roster and then Kyrie Sane on in NXT. So we'll just have to see. But I think, yeah, but I think Baszler should win. All right, I guess I'm holding the tiebreaker here. I'm uh, going to agree with Caleb. I think Shayna Baszler is taking it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a match where 
uh, Ember got minimal offense in because remember after the, um, after their last match she had like an injured arm. Yeah, I but the, no, but it, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna just. I mean, I mean, because I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Shane just came in, and I don't. I'm not saying this is gonna be a full on squash, mm-hmm. but I'm I won't be surprised if it's reminiscent of you know Cena versus Lesnar SummerSlam 2014 where Cena gets the German suplex 15 or 16 times, lands maybe two punches, but then dies. Yeah, so. I, guess, I guess. I don't know. The difference, I guess, to me is that John Cena always has momentum in Ember Moons. I don't know. Whatever. Um, cool. Uh, we'll see. I mean, either way. Ah. I, I just I just think Shayna need, needs the uh, needs the win more, because Ember, Ember's over as is. She doesn't need the belt. Uh, I don't think Ember's as over as everybody thinks she is. Anyway, keep going. Um, yeah. So what's the next match? Uh, well, uh, Caleb, you just mentioned Johnny Gargano. That seems like a perfect segue into the unsanctioned match, the <laughs> the long... That's the main eventing the show, dude. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah, dude. It should. If it isn't, it should. Well, either way, but he mentioned Johnny Gargano, so it seems like a perfect segue into it. All right. Um, yeah, um, so Gargano versus Champa. It was back um, last spring. I think, where was it? The Takeover Chicago, right? Like in June. Yeah, June takeover Chicago. Um, they have the ladder match with the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Main events the show tears the house down. Cause and and not for nothing in Chicago, you're always going to have a hot crowd. Just because like all like the CM Punk fans like drastically awaiting his return, <laughs> which is yeah. <laughs> It's Which so, is supposed to happen is with Punk is Strowman's partner on Sunday or something. Um, if you ask anybody, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to complain, but anyway. Um, so Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, they they lost that that ladder match. They had the DIY had the curtain call. They, everyone thinks okay, they're getting called up to the main roster. That's that. It was thanks a lot, guys. But then, uh, shot back to the cruiserweight classic when Gargano went over Ciampa. Ciampa then. Throws Gargano into the into the screen face first. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and it, this is really they've really done this perfectly because by you could, this is a misfortune for Champa, but also great luck in the booking department. Uh, Champa uh, had a torn ACL in that ladder match, uh, could not compete, so he had to disappear for a bit. But then at Takeover Philadelphia, after Gargano just uh, just lost to Andrade San Almas for the NXT Championship. Ciampa comes out and smacks him with his crutch. Yes. Uh, this is, they've really done the booking to this great. Uh, Caleb, do you really think that Johnny Gargano, or Johnny Wrestling, whatever you want to call him, is he going to the main roster? Yeah, I think he's going to the main roster. Um, I think this is going to be a five-star match. I mm-hmm. think this is going to be the greatest match of the weekend. Maybe... Uh, well, that might that might be a little like hopeful of me, but I think it's gonna be the best match of the weekend. Yep. The only match I think is going to be able to outdo oh, it is Styles Nakamura, and it may not. But I think this is gonna be a five star match, a you know a match of the year candidate in you know the first few months of the year. I agree hundred uh, percent. Eddie, do because you, um, you do not think Gargano is going um, to the main roster? Oh no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, because this is the first. First of all, Johnny Gargano. I mean, come on, guys, just give him one. Just fucking give him one. He need. Uh, you know, if Johnny Gargano loses, <laughs> like, and doesn't 
go back to NXT. Like, I mean, granted, everybody would be like, yeah, oh, bye, Johnny, right? But like, oh my God, come on. Like, you're going to really tell me, after everything that we've seen, oh, that Johnny, Johnny Gargano needs to just win one. And I know, and I don't mean that like uh, he's pathetic or anything like that, but this story is calling for a victory. This story yeah. is calling for hard luck Johnny to finally just move on and win. But he loses, he goes to the main roster. It's like Johnny Gargano is still only on the main roster because, like, he just couldn't win and, and it, like, he just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And then he gets called from. It's just like, I think what's going to happen is Johnny Gargano is going to win this one. Um. But the feud's going to continue, right? It's just going to continue when Chapa's like, fully... And then, like, down the line, Chapa will, like, win the NXT championship and then Gargano. But, like, also, the other thing... I did, the only reason I think Johnny's not going up... This is the first opportunity for someone in NXT to get his job back. Usually in NXT, when it's like, you're fired, you're gone. Yeah. This is the first time someone's like, Johnny Gargano can get his job back. This is the first time that someone from NXT actually might come back to, like... And I think that opportunity must be taken. Um... That's all I'm saying. Uh, I think that I think there's too much riding on Johnny. Johnny Gargano has to win this one. He has, or else it's gonna be just be weird. Yeah, um, I'm I'm uh, inclined to agree with Eddie on this one because I do think that the match is set for Gargano to go over, finally get his revenge on Champa. Uh, and I honestly don't want him to go to the main roster at this point. Yeah, I don't because think he's, I don't think the main roster. Yeah, because I'm so because they'll bury him on 205 Live. Also, let's be real. Gargano versus Ricochet would be amazing, and I, that could happen like next year. Gargano versus Ricochet. Gargano versus M. Cole. Like we can have a year of Gargano just being like fucking good. Yeah. But he needs to move on from Champa, and if he doesn't, then it's it's just like I don't need him. He shouldn't be on 205 Live. And there's no space I mean, I mean Caleb, Caleb, what do you think about this? Do you see Gargano as what uh, a Raw and SmackDown guy, or do you think that they'll just plug him on 205 Live? I don't I mean, he, obviously, the, his size and the way he wrestles, and he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Classic. Yeah. But I do think he's, it's, this is perfect for him, either going to Raw and playing like a Daniel Bryan type of role on Raw, like the underdog, everybody loves him so much because he can't win or because he's the underdog. Or yeah. going to SmackDown and playing the underdog role against one of the bigger guys, one of the bigger guys there, one of the bigger names there, like you know, well, Kevin here, or oh, sorry, yeah, you know, whoever it may be. Yeah, so. I agree with you, Caleb, a hundred percent. Like he would play that role. I this is oh, this is the reason why he shouldn't go to the roster. Sorry, and, uh, we already have that. Daniel Bryan is back, so because Daniel Bryan's back, it's like oh, that role is already filled for now. So we gotta kind of like push the brakes on Gargano or he's just gonna be like a replica you know yeah, yeah. I, I see I see where you're coming from with that I mean I don't think Daniel Brown will ever be able to play the underdog role ever again just because of who he, he is just beat concussions but, but I don't know we'll, we'll see yeah I do um, but I do think he's gonna go up to main roster I think he's gonna play a bigger role in SmackDown or Raw SmackDown or Raw yeah I hope that you're right I agree bad thing, so. yeah 205 is great yeah, I love it, but it's just moving. Moving on, um, you know what? Let's talk about the ladder match for the and new inaugural NXT North American Championship. This and is this is a great match in terms of who's participating. We've got Adam Cole, the recently arrived EC3, and Ricochet, plus Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, and the Velveteen Dream. Uh, Caleb. 
I guess the question I have asking right now, I have to ask right now, is does Ricochet absolutely have to win this match in order to be relevant at all in NXT? No, not at all. Not at all. If Johnny Gargano can get over, Ricochet's going to get over without the title. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So, uh, go ahead. I, I, I'll go ahead and say it. My pick's AC3. Mm. I'm sorry, what? I, I think because WWE wants to continue to showcase this former TNA talent, especially if some of the rumors are true that Jeff Jarrett's going to take over on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, I, I also have EC3 winning this because uh, it's it's such a from a fan's perspective I really want Velveteen Dream to take it but just from a booking perspective I think it's going to be EC3 for the exact reason that Caleb just said um. <clears throat> plus I think that they're going to they're going to need um, for this mid card championship it would be good it would be good to have a heel I um. Okay, so here's just my thought process. I talked to you about it yesterday. I really don't have a particular pick, but I, I, I do have reasoning for one of my picks. Um, so it's not going to be Killian Dane, it's not going to be Lars Sullivan. They're going to cancel each other out. They've mentioned that multiple times. Yeah. On TV, too. Plus, I don't well, think they Well, also, in, in this kind of match, whenever, whenever we have two really big guys who just wail on people, they always wind up taking each other out. Yeah. And also, I don't think they want Killian Dane to be the first North American... Okay. Sorry, I just I always to say this. It's like what you'd have a Scottish person. T- dang it! It's like it feels like the Oscars. Anyway, um, so you're gonna be a North American wrestler, I guess. Uh, Ricochet doesn't need the belt. Uh, Lars Sullivan's gonna cancel it. So it becomes kind of, and Adam Cole. I don't think is going to win. The reason why I don't think Adam Cole is going to win is because uh, I don't think they're gonna want Adam Cole to win the tag team championships and the North American championship yeah. at the exact same time. That's my exact reasoning for too. Yeah. Well, well, not just that, because I, I think that they, I think that they also like, like I said, they're I, they are making it very clear. Adam Cole, at some point in the next year, is a, is, cha- is going to be the NXT champion. And on top of that, and also final thing, um, I think Adam Cole was supposed to win this match. That's actually my theory. I think Adam Cole was originally oh, 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 had Bobby Fish not had Bobby Fish not gotten injured. Yes. Okay. No. No. I that, think that's, this was going to be Adam Cole's match. Sorry, what was that, Caleb? I, I completely agree. I think Adam Cole was going to win this match, but the Bobby Fish injury kind of just threw a whole wrench into the plans. So now we're stuck with two. We got EC3 and we got Velveteen Dream. My money, personally, I'm going to put this on the Dream, Doug. The reason why I'm going to put this on the Dream, EC3 would be so good to watch being pissed off that he doesn't have it. Yeah, that, that's... Velveteen Dream can just be... I just, like... I Because I, I don't care... The thing about these type of... The reason why I think a face needs to win this is because EC3, we already know, is going to continue with this. Yeah, so it doesn't matter who... one percent. It doesn't matter... Well, not just the 1% thing. This, this particular championship. So, I don't think he's going to win. I think, however, if Velveteen Dream wins... This is my wish. If Velveteen Dream wins, then you immediately have an EC3 Velveteen Dream feud. But if EC3 wins, it's going to be like, who of these five? I don't know. Yeah, because uh, you and I watched NXT, watched NXT like the last two episodes, and Caleb, I'd like to get your way in Oh, also, we're well. assuming that Velveteen Dream is a face now? Is that what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, because um, uh, Caleb, Eddie and I had, um, were, were talking a couple weeks ago about how Dream's face promos are very green, need a lot of work. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, let me, let me, go ahead. He's green overall, but I mean, I, he, it, 
Velveteen Dream's green overall, but yeah, I think his, his commitment is like. Award, but I think if you're going to have a big feud, and if you're going to want to work on his face promos to get better, the perfect person to do that is to be one of the best best mic workers on the you know in wrestling today. And EC3 is one of the best people on the mic. Yeah. So yeah, EC3 is great because I think that whether EC3 wins because he screws Dream or Dream wins because EC3 gets distracted or something. Either way, no matter who wins, you can have a great feud between yeah. the two of them. and also, you can have... And I think Ricochet is going to be fine. No matter, I think we all just kind of assume Ricochet and EC3 are just going to be the ones because of the two new ones. I mean, the, the only one in this match who's just kind of there is Killian Dane. Killian Dane... Um, nah, Killian Dane's star power, maybe. But yeah, you're right. Killian Dane is kind of the one where I'm like, eh, I don't think Killian Dane... Um, I also can't wait to the part where Killian Dane and uh, Lars Sullivan literally start chucking Ricochet around like a ball because that's a thing he does very often in the indie scene. Yeah. Where if you have two guys that are like that big, they will actually chuck him back and forth and he will find a way out of it, but it'll be like this mo- Like, I'm pretty sure that's one for, of the reasons why. For a good example of that, I'm going to say this to all of our listeners who. Um, for anyone who has not seen Ricochet versus Will Ospreay at Tournament of the Super Juniors 2016, you need to go on YouTube and watch that right, right when you're done listening. That is a phenomenal match. Um, watch times. Say what? Watch it like four times. Also, I think yeah. I think the next feud for I think the first big feud for Ricochet is going to be against Lars Sullivan. I think he's going to be the first one to take out Lars Sullivan. That would be amazing. That would I, be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Because Lars Sullivan, he he's like, oh, God, he's like part Brock Lesnar, part Kane, part Vladimir Kozlov, just a big, jacked, scary man. He's Psycho Sid. He's a, he's he's a good Psycho, psycho Sid, Sid. but more terrifying. It's like, it's what is like, Psycho Sid actually I've never job? seen the – I've never – like, besides Big Show, who's, who, like, has, has a giantism, I've never seen someone with hands as big and, like, yeah, and, like yeah. ridiculous, scary as Lars Sullivan. Because I think he's from, like, Colorado or Rocky Mountains, wherever he's built from. You can definitely tell this guy is good at chopping wood and choking people out. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Caleb, what do you think of Lars Sullivan in that regard? I like, I like Lars Sullivan. I mean, he's just a big, scary dude, but, I, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to, like, compete for the NXT Championship. Or no, no, of course not. Yeah. But I think he could somehow move up to the main roster and do something like Rusev did and come up with some kind of funny gimmick that everybody gets behind. It's so <laughs> ridiculous, but people get behind it. Fucking Rusev. And they're like, there's no way this big dude should be acting the way he acts, but it's funny and it's great and it's awesome and he wins the United States Championship or the Intercontinental title somehow. Rusev yeah, day. that would be great. And you know, with that, let's uh, let's uh, go right into the singles match for the NXT Championship. We have the champion, Andrade Cien Almas against Aleister Black. Um, you know what, Caleb? Let's start with you on this one. Um, you know, there's no real question for about, about this, but uh, who have you gotten? Why? Um, Alistair Black. I mean, I think everyone knows that Almas is pretty much done with NXT. I don't think he's done all he can there. I mean, because I don't think anybody extra ever expected him to actually win the NXT Championship. So yeah, he's I mean, done I... more than what people expected. So I think he's, you know, gonna lose to Black. It's gonna be a great match. I think he's a little, he's a move to the uh, main roster. I don't know if he's going to, you know, go to NXT or go to Two Hundred Five Live or go to you know main show. But you know, almost is done. So I think it's be black. 
Uh, I agree with Caleb. I think it's going to be black as well, just because I, I did not expect uh, Almas to to be champion ever, and I'm also very impressed at how he went from being, you know, a lot like, you know, like Pitbull in a way, kind of, kind of a, an annoying gimmick, kind of just a, like a stereotype, to actually embracing his luchador past, getting Zelina Vega at his side, and just how he comes out looking all cocky, like an actual, hey, I'm a top-notch Mexican wrestler, don't mess with me. Um, but I think that Aleister Black, um, just in his overall darker game, he was like, I'm just here to fight. Yeah, the championship is nice, but I don't think that you respect it or however, however you want to you portray it. Uh, but yeah, Al, it's Aleister Black's time. I mean, I would love it for if he lost and went to the main roster, but he's just not ready. Um, so that's why I think that he will have a very brief run with the NXT Championship, but I think that he his reign starts tomorrow night. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I love I love Andrade. I think he's amazing. I think he's so good. La Sombra, great great gimmick. Uh, I love I love Zelina Vega. I think it's great. I think all of it's solid. Uh, great champion. Great times. Really, just bring it in for the culture. Um, yeah, no, Alistair Black's gonna kick him in the face and then just win. I hate that. I just but he's gonna kick him right in the noggin. And it's gonna be over and it's everything. <laughs> nothing matters. And then, I mean, Andrade, Andrade came into the Rumble. Oh, this the thing. Andrade came into the Rumble. No one knew who he was for a second. And then when he popped up, everybody started cheering. Like, they went... He, he lasted long in the Rumble. He came... He's already made his main roster debut. And his theme song is over his foot. So yeah. everybody likes Andrade Samalos. You put him on SmackDown. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be fine on SmackDown. I know, like... I know, like, Bobby Roode just ended up on SmackDown. But I think Drew McIntyre is going to end up on Raw. But I think yeah. Andrade is going to go on SmackDown. He's going to go on SmackDown. And he's going to do a great job. That's it. Yeah, I mean, because there, there's definitely a home for Almas somewhere on the uh, on the main roster. He's not. He's not like you know. In no way. Keep him with, just keep him with Zelina Vega, and then honestly, yeah. uh, you don't. And then you can have Zelina do double duty because I think she's feuding with Candice LeRae at the moment. Yeah, she is. But like Zelina can like do both. Like she's you know she could just be his mic piece for like actual shows, and and also she's over too. So that's a win-win, you know. I mean, I well, Alistair's also going to have his rematch though, so he's not going to make his main roster debut next uh, this week. But he's gonna, right. he's going to um, get his rematch, and then he's going to get uh, kicked in the face, and then he's going to just stay there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so now we're going to move on to the WrestleMania card. Yeah. So this is going to be a five-hour podcast. <laughs> Hopefully not. We got Yankees tickets. Yeah, we gotta go. Anyway, so let's uh, start the pre-show. Uh, we've got the cruiserweight championship: Cedric Alexander against Mustafa Ali. A little backstory here: after Enzo Amore was released and thus relinquished the championship because of uh, sexual assault allegations, um, we brought what back Drake Maverick or Rockstar Spud as the two hundred five live GM has a tournament that's essentially the cruiserweight classic. So much fun to watch. Feels like a reboot. I feel like they rebooted the whole fucking product. Yeah, I mean, because Caleb, did you enjoy uh, that aspect of it as well, or or what? Oh, I love the tournament. I, it's I great, love right? Tournament. It's I love the reboot they've done with Triple H taking over any, uh, 205 Live. I love it. It's amazing. I love it, too. Oh, my God. I've just been... I've loved every moment of it. I think every match has been solid. The shocker of having, like, Roddy Strong in it and, like, just having people, like, bounce back and forth in NXT. It's so good! You really had no idea who was going to make it to the finals. Well, here's a question I have for both of you. Before before we get your prediction, this tournament was so great, 
now that you actually have to crown a champion, how do you keep? Uh, how do you maintain the momentum on 205 Live? Good question. I think it's just you gotta, you gotta, um, I think there's gonna be two things. I think there's gonna be the tag team belts. So you might have a tag team tournament. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. But tag team belts that are gonna come in, that's rumored. But also you have to just keep up this momentum of just like, hey, singles matches are the shit. Like, all you have to do is just keep having good singles matches and just build little stories. Like, that's all you gotta do. It was all the little stories that did it. The tournament was fun, but like, the tiny stories that weave back and forth were like kind of cool. Just gotta make sure you don't end up with like, and just have and just have Drake Maverick just keep talking. That's all you gotta do. Rockstar Spud, I think, is really the big key. All right, Caleb, you're you're dying to say something right now. So what yeah. are you gonna? I think they just need like like Eddie said, continue what they're doing. Stay away from stupid gimmicks, which I think they're gonna keep away from stupid gimmicks now. The gimmicks are dumb. Uh, yeah, with, with uh, Vince out of power and Triple H taking over. Um, I think they need to feature Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak more. I'm honestly surprised that Drew Gulak's not in the finals. Me too. I really thought he was going to be in the finals. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the finals for sure. But I think the whole two-face thing is it's going to – these are two of probably the biggest stars on 205 Live now. Since, you know, uh, Angel Morey's gone. Austin Aries isn't there. You know, we don't know where the hell Neville is. <laughs> These are the two, I think these are the two biggest stars. Uh, Rich Swan's gone. These are the two biggest stars. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and you know what's so interesting? They got rid of Rich Swan, right? And the thing, Rich Swan always just annoyed me because it always felt like he was great, but like the dancing gimmick, I was like, no, and I was just like, oh, I hate. I agree. Like, well, well you, you said to me, I forget, I forget what show we were watching, but maybe we were just watching Raw or pay per view. But you said, I hate how Rich Swan's gimmick is just, I'm a black guy. Yeah, it's like I'm a black, I'm a black fun, I'm a fun black guy. Like, I mean, you know... That's, that's a Vince gimmick, though. That's, that's, that's a Vince gimmick. That's it. Gimmick, that's what the New Day are supposed to be. Um, but, you know, it's just like... Um, yeah, I think I think all you got to do is just really focus on the quality of the bouts. You know, that's it. Like, and I think a lot of that's been lost. Especially the new format, which is just three matches. You don't really need to get too crazy. You just find a... Re- I guess just re- all the stakes have to be good. Maybe have another tournament. I don't know. Maybe have a tournament yeah. for the kid, number one contender. Just keep just keep up this sense of competitiveness, and just let the just make it treat feel like an indie show. Yeah, I, I think that's very valid. Just because like just watching two of five live between you know now we got Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's so good. We got Buddy backstage Mur- men, backstage uh, interviews are great. Yeah, they need to want more of those. We got Buddy Murphy. We got Mark packages. Andrews, Roddy Strong's on there. Yeah. It's like it's like an indie show, and because I said to you um, earlier today, they're letting the cruiserweights be the cruiserweights. They're letting it be the cruiserweights. So, and I agree. Uh, so that said, I think that in what's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a five star match, but there's certainly going to be a lot of fun spots. I think that Cedric is going to go over Mustafa Ali, just because we've been wanting to see his coronation for a good long time, and I think at WrestleMania is the perfect time to do it. So, if I go, uh, I just want to point out one thing. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So, I think it's really funny. Um, this whole thing started, right? Yeah. Enzo Amore was supposed to go up against Rich Swan. How do you know it's supposed to be Rich Swan? Because uh, Rich Swan got nixed, right? Or he yeah. Gets, yeah, for, yeah he, got, he got popped. And then they bring in Cedric Alexander to face off against Drew Gulak, right? Uh-huh. Remember that's what was supposed to happen? And then Enzo gets nixed. So, they start this whole tournament. Yeah. Remember, the number one contender in that storyline was Cedric Alexander before yeah. this whole thing. Then the tournament starts. Who's in the finals? 
Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I think Ced- I think it's got to be Cedric. Cedric was always supposed to be the champion. They just yeah. went a very roundabout way to get there. Uh, Caleb, your thoughts? He, yeah, he should have won it back in like January or whenever you know the whenever Enzo got fired. He should have won it. They nailed it. He sh- long time ago, and he deserves the title. So. They let him build up his. They let him subtly build up his momentum, and yeah. recreated the entire two hundred five live. They instead of. Instead of being like Cedric Alexander won it by beating Enzo Amore, mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander won it by going through fairly some of the toughest competitors. And now you don't have to worry about the fact that he wears a Schmedium shirt. Um, but, like, yeah, he proved, hey, I'm the top guy. And on top of that, when he does win, uh, he just has to make sure he doesn't end up being like TJP. That's the biggest issue is that they, like, screwed up. Like, they did this tournament. All the Cruiserweights now have momentum, in my opinion. I think they all have great momentum, and they just have to... Except for Brian Kendrick, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, they all have great momentum, and Cedric can drive them. And it's just going to be a show about athleticism. If you want to see just good athleticism, you watch 205 Live. And that's that's a niche there, and I think as long as they just let that niche live, it'll be great. But anyways, sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. All right, so also in the pre-show, we got two Battle Royals. We got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the re- and then the Women's Battle Royal. Um, these things are have proven to be largely meaningless in the past. Maybe this is the first year they do it. Um, let's just go right to it. Uh, Caleb, who do you got winning the Andre? Uh, I'm. I think Jeff Hardy's gonna return his brother Nero and win it. <laughs> I like that. If I mean, you go off what Matt says, brother Nero means you're a traitor. So I think Jeff's gonna come out there. It's gonna be Matt and Jeff in the finals, and Matt and Jeff's supposed to just eliminate himself. Get those Matt over. I mean, I think they'll still be fine, still be a tag team. I yeah. Think Jeff's gonna win. Why not? I have no fucking idea who's gonna win this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean it, 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 this isn't like the Royal Rumble where you have where okay you have a couple of storylines to think out like a few months at a time. This is just a battle royal. Hey, we're having it. Why the hell not? And it's just kind of there. And winning it doesn't mean anything. Oh, you get your name on a trophy. I'll, I mean, no, full disclosure, I popped hard when Mojo Raleigh won last year. It was gross. <laughs> it was wonderful. Shut up. Anyway, um, uh, Eddie, who have you got winning? Ah, uh, shit, I don't care. Um, nope. I was just like the other day, I was just like, Ziggler, well, fuck it, I don't care, who cares? So wait, you're just going to super kick a bunch of people over the top rope? I mean, I guess, uh, who cares about it, man? It's literally the least important thing on this fucking card. Uh, and it sucks because, like, you know, when it first came out, everybody was like, this is cool. And now it's just, like, so hard. Mojo Raleigh won after Gronk came in and knocked out uh, and, like, hit Jinder Mahal with a shoulder block. And then one of those people was a world champ. Jinder Mahal became a world champion. Mojo Raleigh won the Battle Royale and says and done shit. So, like, it doesn't, it matters so fuck, it matters literally that little. Yeah. It matters so little that Jinder Mahal, who didn't even win, is a world champion last year. Anyway, uh, Ziggler, I think they have to give him something. I mean, Jesus Christ, the man, like, gave up his United States championship for no reason. For no reason, guys. Yeah. So they'll probably just be like, here's Ziggler, sorry about that. Here's your battle royale, man. Um, I'm going to go with a surprise pick, because uh, in the same vein as Caleb, they're not going to pick Jeff Hardy, but I'm going to pick Big Cass. Yeah. Because he's, about due, he's yeah. about due back to come from his ACL injury. Uh, whether he comes back as a heel or a face, that's up to creative. I'm, I'm more interested to see what he can do without Enzo at his side. But I do think that he's going to be one of the last names announced for the Battle Royal. Um, 
the crowd will pop for him because, hey, he's, he's back. This is a surprise. Yay. And he'll win it, and then hopefully back on Raw will, yeah, you know, like he'll just kind of like get back, pick up where he left off, and becoming one of those monster big guys that Vince loves so much. Big Cass is never that good, though. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. I always, I always think this. I'm like, uh, Big Cass was fine. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, dis- I'm not dissing about a royal one. I'm always just like, Big Cass just doesn't sell me on like being a big strong dude. This guy like. Is, like you know, it's he, just like, he's definitely got a dad bod. It's got a dad bod. It's like, oh, you're just tall. He's just tall. That's kind of it. That doesn't make him a good like. Like Big Show's tall and big. I don't know. It's, well, let, let, let's get Caleb Blaine. Caleb can Big Cass survive without Enzo? No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, maybe if he just doesn't talk, or maybe if, I mean. Lesnar's probably gone after WrestleMania. Maybe Heyman sticks around. Maybe maybe Heyman can talk for him. I, I'd be okay with that. Oh, great. Paul Heyman, yeah. Paul Heyman yeah. talking for another Andre the Giant Battle Royale winner. Oh, boy. Gotta give him something to do. I know. It's weird. It's gonna be weird. Paul Heyman working for someone that's not Brock Lesnar is gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, CM Punk worked, and that was kind of it. Big shit. Yeah. Everybody that Paul Heyman's worked with otherwise has been like... Anyway, uh, for the women's battle royal, uh, Eddie, who have you got? Oh, I got Bailey. Oh, I actually do. I actually care about this one. All right. Well, why do you have Bailey? Oh, uh, I just think it's. I mean, there's only one story going into it. Yeah. And it's Bailey being pushed over by Sasha, like 100 percent, knocked off the side of something, knocked off the ring. Now, I think Bailey's gonna win. I think it's gonna come down to but- Sasha and Bailey, and I think Bailey is going to. Um, have an opportunity to knock Sasha off the ring, and she's going to knock her off the ring, fair and square, mm-hmm. and Bo's going to win. And then, I don't know, Sasha will attack her or something like that. It'll just lead into a storyline that will blow over over SummerSlam. I think that, um, Eddie, that's exactly what's going to happen. Bailey and Sasha are going to be the last two. They're going to go ahead, and Bailey, by by shenanigans or clean, is going to toss Sasha over the, co- over the top rope. Sasha's going to be pissed, attack her, and set that feud for SummerSlam. Uh, Caleb, who have you got? I actually disagree. I'm actually saying Becky Lynch. Becky Ooh, Lynch, all right. That's a solid choice. All right. Because Becky Lynch was so amazing in the Royal Rumble, and she did a great job, and I think she should have the biggest feud with Asuka on SmackDown Live this year. I think she should. Mm. Now, I do Fine. see Bayley, the final three being Bailey, Banks, and Lynch. And mm. I think you could even have Lynch start to have a little bit of a heel turn. Okay. Because basically, Bailey and Sasha can eliminate themselves. Bailey and Sasha can eliminate themselves, and Becky wins without having to do anything. Oh, not in the final three, at least. She just wins without with them eliminating each other. Yeah. I... They kind of each other over the top rope, and then it, 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 she wins. She takes home the trophy that looks like a uterus. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh god, people are gonna unsubscribe. Oh god, Man, oh uh, god. Well, I like, well done, Caleb. I don't agree, but I like your sentiment. One hundred percent. Let's move on to the main card. Um, you know what? Let, let's kick off with this one: the Fatal Four Way for the United States Championship. Randy Orton, the champion. Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. Uh, Caleb, is uh, Sunday gonna turn into Rusev Day? Rusev Day. Rusev, Rusev Day. Day. Rusev Day. Yes, Rusev's gonna win. Because the other three don't make any damn sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I, for, I mean, you know me. I'm an Orton Mark. I'm always, I'm always gonna like jump out of my seat for an RKO. 
Bobby Roode, I think I think the Rick, uh, that he's so much like Ric Flair is annoying, but it makes up for it with his injury work. Jinder Mahal, he's just kind of there. Yep. It's, it's like, well, we, we got to give him something to do, I guess. You were the WWE champion like six, three months ago. Yeah, um, but I... I legitimately believe had Rusev not been added to this card, this would have been the first match on the pre-show and the yeah. team people inside the Superdome for this match. Yeah, I, I so agree. I agree 100%. It make any sense. Match didn't make any sense. But with Rusev there... I, it makes more sense. Yeah, it, it didn't make a lot. It didn't make any sense until Rusev. And you know, uh, Caleb, uh, I was mean, talking to Josh about this yesterday. But like, Randy Orton's currently the champion, right? But who inadvert? Like, what was the start of Rusev Day? Remember what started Rusev Day? Uh, I don't. It was when Randy Orton uh, beat Rusev at SummerSlam in like two seconds, and everybody was like, "Fuck that!" And then he beats, uh, and then he beat Randy Orton on a random episode of SmackDown, and then he was like. Now, tomorrow is Rusev Day, and he had the whole, he had, like, a whole celebration, had Aiden English sing, and the whole feud started off with Randy Orton, so I think it would just be, like, nice if he, like, wins the championship after beating Randy Orton, which kind of started this yeah, whole story. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't realize that, yeah. Well, yeah, because I think, I think what you could do, you could have, um, you could have Orton just RKO, either Root or Mahal, it doesn't really matter who. But then Rusev, instead of the accolade, does that really stiff kick to the back of the head oh, yeah. to KO Orton and, and then have him take the pin. Honestly, that should just be Rusev's finishing move. That's such a good finishing move. The accolade's stupid now. The, the accolade it, is so dumb. dumb. But the Machka kick is cool. But, like, yeah. also, if he just did that, if he just did that, like, the guy, he's, like, getting up and he's like, ah, just, like, kicks him in the back of the face. Yeah. Honestly, dude. That by itself is probably the most powerful. So are, are we all in agreement that Rusev's going to take this? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. If, 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 you know what? I I'm going to say this right now. I will I will buy a Rusev Day T-shirt if if um if the if the guy wins because are you okay over there? Yeah, yeah. I'm scratching me. All right. Yeah. Um. It's um because Rusev. I mean, this whole gimmick. It's got it's gotten over tremendously. I thought it was goofy at first, but I, I'm I'm on the bandwagon right now. I'm hoping that WrestleMania Day is also a very happy Rusev Day for everyone. And you know what? Sticking with the mid card, how about we shift over to Monday Night Raw? The triple threat between uh, Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Uh, Caleb, this match looks great on paper. Can it live up to the hype? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great match. It's not gonna be the best match on the card. But I think it's going to be a really good match because all three are going to get their stuff in. All three are going to be performing pretty well. But I also do believe that it matters where the match is on the card. When it happens, is it going to happen between two fodder matches? Is it going to – where is it going to fall, really? If it opens the show, I think it would be great. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Kale on that one because, um, Eddie, you, you didn't go to the show, but I went to Extreme Rules 2016 – where they, there was a fatal four-way for the IC title. It was Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the champion, The Miz. Watching that match live, there were so many near-falls, so many false finishes. It was a heart-racing match. When it, was, when it was over, we all needed a bit of a break. But then what followed that was Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose, the Asylum match. And the crowd just wasn't into it. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. Didn't have yeah, because like they they were so drained from the IC match. You always have to have at least one of those matches. Um, yeah, and I and I, I think that Caleb's right. There's just card placement for this WrestleMania, uh, especially, is key because 
on paper, these are all marquee matches. These these could all there are several matches here that could headline a WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, um, so you're saying that this one's not going to be like a big deal, or like no, no. I'm, I'm I'm saying how it's important how they structure the card because you don't want you don't want some some matches to be ranked lower than others just because the one that was on right before it tore the house down. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a tear the house one down match though. Yeah. I think. Uh, Fall- Balor, I mean, look at the, I mean, Jesus Christ, did you see, Rollins and Miz, uh, Rollins and Balor's match on Monday was fucking amazing. They always have great matches. On top of that, the Miz is amazing. Uh, I just, I just think this one's going to be like, you know, a really, really like solidly like, like this one, yeah, this one's going to be like middle of the card, I think. This one's going to be very middle of the card. Yeah. All right, Caleb, who we got? Um... I know a lot of people want Finn Balor to win, or think Finn Balor's going to win, but I think Seth Rollins should win because I think the title would look good on him, and I think Balor needs to get back in the Universal title picture somehow. So I think, yeah, I think Rollins is going to win. Should win. But is he going to? I don't know. But I, that's why I think he should win. Uh, Eddie? Uh, I think it's going to be Balor. Um, I don't think he's going to get into Universal title contention for a bit. Um, also, Balor is the only one of the three of them that don't have doesn't have a, a WrestleMania moment. Um, and finally, uh, Rollins wasn't in this match to begin with. This match was originally always supposed to be Finn and The Miz. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Rollins, as much as I love Rollins' death, and I think he's an amazing wrestler, uh, they're throwing him a bone here. Like, they have yeah. to. They're like, we're giving... But he's also a main event guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like... For you know, like I don't think um, to me personally, Rollins. This is very disappointing place for Rollins. Uh, this is because Rollins is supposed to go up against Ambrose. Ambrose and Rollins in a betrayal storyline where yeah. you know it's supposed to be the break of the shield and it was gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like Rollins, we don't have a feud for you because both of you guys. And then it was supposed to be Jason Jordan. Yeah, they got injured. They don't have a feud for him right now. So they were like, we're gonna put you in the Intercontinental Championship picture. But like, it's an honor. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, still, like, this is not where your story was supposed to go. And I think he's going to move on after this one yeah. and start his year over again. And I think it was always supposed to be Miz and Balor were supposed to just go back and forth for a while. I think I think uh, that's very spot on, and that is also why I think that uh, Finn Balor is going to get the win as much as I want Seth Rollins to be the winner. Um, I've heard several rumors from, you know, Meltzer, PW Insider, WrestleTalk TV, that after... Um, that after um, this match, Rollins is going to enter the Universal title picture against Roman Reigns. I've heard that, yeah. Which I'm never going to complain about that because those guys put on great matches. Yeah. Uh, but the, the good news is Balor, um, I don't know whether he's going to be the demon or not. He'll probably get the coup de grace on The Miz and have a great moment. The crowd will jump up. Yeah, plus The Miz needs to lose the title because uh, he's got baby now, so he could probably be home. Yeah, for him, paternity but, you know, leave. He's got paternity leave coming up. Yeah. That's why I know I don't I, that's why I didn't say the Miz, by the way. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the to the next match. You know, let's let's go to the triple threat for the SmackDown tag team championship. We got oh, yeah. the championship the champions, the Usos against the New Day against the Bludgeon Brothers. If it were up to me, this match would open the show just because you have Biggie shouting for New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be unbelievable. Great start to um, the you know, Caleb, why are there so many multi-man matches for uh, for, t- for title belts this year? Because I think, well, this is like the first time in a long time that 
they've defended every single title on WrestleMania, I think. I might be wrong, but I think they just had to put... They, they wanted to get more people in there. They just didn't want to throw a lot of meaningless people into the Battle Royal because, you know, people wouldn't give it a shit. Yeah. yeah. So, I think they're just trying to get as many people on this card as possible. So, I think that's possibly one reason why they've had so many multi-fan matches. The talent, yeah, I agree. The talent here is beyond belief. I mean, you know, the people in the Battle Royale, you look at it and you're like, oh, those are the people in the Battle Royale, right? Well, um... But, like, everyone on this card, I was telling Josh, I think everybody on this card, even the Bludgeon Brothers who are, like, the least timed on this card, like, they wouldn't even exist until summer, like, before SummerSlam. But they, even they deserve it. I mean, it's a YHS, but it's the Bludgeon Brothers, like, a couple months ago there. But everybody on this card deserves to be on this card, in my opinion. I don't think there's, like, a single person on this card where I'm like, they did not put in the work this year to get on this card. And even yeah. some people on the Battle Royale, I'm like, you, some of these people still deserve that, too. But, like, everyone on this card, I'm like, there's not a single disappointing, super disappointing person on this card. And they have to fit them all in there. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a fun match. I kind of wish it was being done under TLC rules. Agreed. But... Well, what? WWE accidentally revealed on their website or something that this was supposed to be a TLC match. Oh, so oh, maybe really? they might announce it so at the Mania. Was, and, but they removed it pretty much almost immediately. Mm. But this is actually... Go, I think this is going to be a TLC match. Which will change, which will change for me, who's going to win this match. You think the USS? As it stands right now, the Bludgeon Brothers would win. Right. Yeah. If it's, if, it's a, if it's a TLC match, I think the Usos will win because they deserve to be on the main card. They've never been on the main card in the 10 years they've been in WWE. And I think they deserve a big Mania moment. So if it's a TLC match, they're going to win it. And plus, it's kind of hard to see... Big ass Harper or Rowan climbing up a big ass ladder to grab the titles. I am gonna, I'm going to disagree there because I think that if, um, I think that if it is in fact a TLC match, I'm gonna pick the New Day to win because I think the Usos are gonna go to Raw, the Superstar Shakeup. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I'm still saying the Bludgeon Brothers. I can see that happening. I don't know if the Usos. I mean, the Usos. I think they're too good. Of a face run right now. If the Usos do go to Raw, you could have them team with Reigns again and have them go up against the club or something. Or yeah. I don't know. That would be interesting. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if they go to Raw, then I think that would be a good thing because Raw really needs some tag team help in a bad way. Yeah. I think, um,. Well, that, well, that's that's a perfect segue into uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship because we got uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, the Bar, the defending champions against Braun Strowman, and a yet to be revealed tag partner because uh, Braun Strowman goes to the tag team battle royal just eliminates everybody. Uh, Caleb, who is Braun's partner going to be? Neville. <laughs> we were, we were just talking about we that today. Yeah, oh we my thought God. that was really funny. That would be great. That would be so funny if it is. If yeah. it is, that would be the funniest tag team. Like, yeah. Not funny. Like, that would be amazing. I'd lose my shit. The monster and the king of the cruiserweights. I wonder if he'd still... I think... Uh, would Neville just do a main roster run, though? I think he would go back to the cruiserweights. Yeah. He'd be so pissed. He'd be like, I missed another cruiserweight tournament. <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie, who have you got? I mean, I still say Elias, but God damn it, if it's Neville... So you I pick, would, you I pick Elias. Uh, Caleb has a great pick with ne- with, uh, with Neville. Uh, I'm gonna go rogue here because I think that Big Show is a gonna be uh, Braun's tag partner, and B is gonna take the pin. Oh yeah. Uh, 
can see uh, if it's Big Show, if it's Big Show as his partner, they're not winning the titles. I think if it's literally anyone else, Strowman's walking out with the belts. Yeah, I agree. Strowman can't not win one. I mean, it, it can be Strowman and Harvey Whippleman. They'll walk out with the belt. The man lost two title matches this year. I've even heard that it was me, him, and Ellsworth. I love for it to be him. Oh, that's so that was because then, then you awesome. get like part. It's like Team Hell No, the sequel. Uh, I would have honestly, if they just were like it's Kurt Hawkins, like without, uh, like if it's not doing that bit, if they were like actually sincerely it's Kurt Hawkins, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> I'd be like that's that such a, awesome. I'd be like that's such a great way to end that story. Run. You know, I'm thinking about Kurt Hawkins is going to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Oh my God! Oh yeah, Actually, you know what? I I agree with that. Kurt uh, Hawkins should win the Battle Royale. You two have fun. I'm sticking with Big Cass. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, you know what? Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Caleb, is Carmelo going to cash in on this match? Um. Maybe. I, I I keep forgetting that Carmella even has the briefcase. But maybe that that would make a lot of sense. But I don't know. I think I think Nia Jax is gonna I think this match is gonna be like Lesnar Goldberg last year. I think Jax is gonna come in there and kick Bliss in the face and pin her within like thirty seconds. I know that might hurt the title, but it might help the title a lot because Nia Jax would say, Hey, Oscar's not here anymore. I'm going to kick everyone's ass. I'm okay with that. Bella could try to catch in, and then, again, she get kicked in the face, too. Yeah. Just Nia Jax is Nia Jax. All right, Eddie? Oh, I 100% agree with Caleb. I think Nia Jax should just crush Alexa Bliss. And I don't mean that, like, in an Alexa Bliss game. Alexa Bliss spends a lot of her career, like, escaping. You know, like, she that's her... She's she's a cowardly heel, right? Yeah. And we kind of... I want... It's less like goldberg Lesnar. And more like Ultimate Warrior and uh, Hockey Talk Man. Hockey Talk Man. Like Alexa Bliss escaped the Elimination Chamber. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. gave a good outing, but in her role as Alexa Bliss, she escapes. She escapes every match. She kind of accidentally wins a lot. You know, someone falls for it. And I don't mean like this is like oh Alexa Bliss is like a cheater or anything. I just mean like that's how good her. I, I'm not saying she's not a good wrestler. I'm saying that's her character. She's like. Little, so she has to take every advantage, and I think in this match she's gonna like walk in. We're gonna think it's gonna be like, oh, Alexa Bliss is gonna like try to swarm her way out of it, and then Nia's gonna crush her because she kind of has to, because the storyline is calling for like Nia to obliterate this mean girl who's been like calling her fat this whole time, and like it's it will you know it may not be, and also it calls for like it was just gonna make Nia Jax who deserves to look strong look stronger. And then Alexa Bliss is going to go back to SmackDown. Yeah, we'll see. Or something. Uh, I think Nia Jax is going to win this, but then I think Carmella is going to cash in by some shenanigans. Oh, sorry. Talk about it. Yeah, I think the same thing. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's get to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Charlotte Flair against Asuka. Um, there's no way to say it. Asuka's winning this one. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess That's so. Because they they want to keep her streak alive until next WrestleMania when Ronda Rousey's going to break it, and it's just, I mean, what what else is there to say about this match? The way the way that they unveiled Oscar Challenge and Charlotte was perfect, and her, for her coming out at fast and just pointing to the sign, this match is over. It's going to be this match could close the show if they so desired. 
I mean, Eddie, you got anything to add? No, I think um, this, yeah, this could be the main, I mean, honestly, this could be the main event of WrestleMania. Um, like, it's not going to be the main event, uh, but this is all the potential in the world to be, like, the toppest of top card. Um, this will not be anywhere near the bottom of the show. No, 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 no. This will be around, like, 1030. This will be around, like, 10 o'clock, maybe 945. Um, yeah. Maybe it could be in between Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, and, you know what I mean? But whatever happens, this match will be great, and uh, Oscar will win. Uh, so I don't have anything else to add about this. But this will not be a no. This will not be some sort of like weird. This will be twelve to thirteen, maybe even fifteen minutes. I agree with that. Solidly long enough match. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a technical piece. And then at the end, it's going to be something like the figure eight's gonna be broken. Figure eight's gonna be broken. And then Oscar's gonna kick Kitsch out in the face. Or make her time for the Oscar lock. One of those two things are going to happen, yes. But the figure yeah. eight will be broken. I mean, I'm yeah, right. I can see that happen. Absolutely. All right. Next up, you know, you know what? Let's do some mixed tag team action. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Caleb, by the look of your face, you are not too excited for this match. Uh, I mean, it's Ronda Rousey's already kind of proven that she's not going to be a very good like seller. I mean, again. This is the first time, like, her first, like, foray into wrestling, professional wrestling. Yeah. But I think, I think Ronda, I think Rousey and Angle are going to win. They're going to win. And I think, you know, Rousey's going to break Stephanie's arm. She's going to be off TV for a while. Or she's going to give her something to, to cry about for the next three or four months. But I, yeah, I, it would be stupid for Rousey not to win this match. It's her debut match. You know, she's come out here pointing at everything and everybody. For the last three months, so yeah, I think Rousey's gonna win. Yeah, uh, Eddie, what about you? Oh, I mean, Rousey has to win. Yeah, there's nothing really else to say about it. Rousey has to win because uh, it's like, I mean, if she doesn't, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we we can talk endlessly about um, Triple H burying the talent, just like he did at Survivor Series, which was not cool. Uh, but I think that they're they're built. They've built up this feud enough so that, I mean, this isn't the match that I wanted to see Triple H in at WrestleMania, but it's it's been a few years in the making ever since Rousey had her little cameo at WrestleMania 31. Um, but just the same, I think that uh, she and Angle are going to go over. It's going to be a double tap out, Triple H to the ankle lock, and steady him into the arm bar. Uh, and it, they, don't need to, they really don't need to give this match more than 10 minutes. No. Yeah. Because you know that Triple H is going to take, you know, 50 years to get to the ring. <laughs> so, yeah. It's going to be longer than what this match should be. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right. Um, and keeping with tag team action, uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Owens and Zayn win, they are back on SmackDown. If not, they remain fired. Uh, Eddie, you've got a lot to say about this match, which is great, because I need to go run and get the charger, because I just realized the computer we used to record these podcasts is dying. So, Eddie, take it away. Oh, I don't really have that much to say about it. I mean, it's a great storyline. Honestly, WWE lucked out real hard that this turned out the way it did. Uh, because, let's say, the storyline was starting to suck for a while. Uh, but that being said, uh, I think Shane's going to screw over Daniel. I don't think he's fully... I don't think he. I don't think he's very happy with Daniel. I think he's kind of pissed off at Daniel Bryan for, like, making his life a little harder over the past couple months. And now Daniel Bryan just like, I'm sorry. And then Shane's going to do like a heel turn. Also, let's not forget, Shane 
Daniel said something before Shane got really like you could tell Shane got a little like oh really uh, on SmackDown and that's when he said oh uh, McMahon stubborn and then this is like the third time that like Daniel's kind of like insulted his family and Shane has made it kind of clear you do not mess with his family so I think Shane's kind of pissed that Daniel is hiding it I think he's gonna turn on him. I think Sammy and Kevin will get their jobs back because they will uh, be, come on, Kevin Owens has to have a WWE Championship run soon on SmackDown. And uh, I think we're going to see Daniel Bryan versus the McMahons again. Plus, I think there's, I was, well, I think there's nothing more Daniel Bryan-y than to have your great comeback WrestleMania match and then get screwed. Like, I think that's just the most Daniel Bryan thing in the whole goddamn world. Yeah, I think WWE kind of painted themselves into a corner with this match because Brian shouldn't lose his first match back because he hasn't, you know, been wrestling for three years, but he's going to. He's going to because, oh, it, I don't... Owens and Zayn kind of, like, fit on SmackDown a lot better than they do on Raw. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to lose and go back to Raw. I don't think they're going to lose and just be gone or be coming back and doing a Hall and Nash type of running thing. Yeah, and plus... Zayn are going to stay on Raw, but they're going to stay on SmackDown and are going to win. And, yeah, either Brian's going to come out the winner in some way by you know, kicking the shit out of Owens and Zayn after the match is over, or he's going to join them, or what you said, Shane's going to turn on, uh, you know, yeah. and screw him over and you have that blow off you. Probably a wrestling, probably a SummerSlam. Yeah, and also, like, we got to remember, Daniel Bryan's still the GM, but he's an active wrestler. You can't have a GM who's an active wrestler, so he's got to lose his job. What's the best way for him to lose his job? He gets fired by Shane McMahon. He can't just, like, walk away from the job. He's got to get fired. This is where this next story goes. You need a justification as to why he's fighting on SmackDown now, and it's to take down Sam McMahon. Make it the land of opportunity again or some bullshit. But uh, Daniel's got to lose this match. I'm in in agreement with it in this one just because I think that Shane will will turn on him. I think that sets up. It's the perfect Daniel Bryan scenario where he comes back at WrestleMania only to get screwed. Yeah. Um, plus, as we've seen when he announced he was cleared to return to, get, to wrestle again, um, he's so he's like Shawn Michaels in that he doesn't need a belt to be over. Yeah, I remember also Shawn Michaels won his first match. Remember what happened when Shawn Michaels wrestled his first match against Triple H. What? He wins with a roll-up, right? And then Triple H just starts smacking him in the back of the neck with a sledgehammer. And then you're like, damn it, Sean. But it's like the same scenario. It's like yeah. you're, you're still you're going to be like, he lost, but I want to see him come out on top. He's still going to perform well. So it's okay. We can see, you know, it may be his comeback. It may feel good. Or you continue the story. Like, which one do you want? That's entirely valid. Uh, Caleb, who have you got? Um, yeah, Owens and Tate. They're going to win. Because they're, someone's going to get it true, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up, looking at the card. Da, 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 da. Oh, wow. We, we, have we got there already? Yeah, we have. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh, you know what? Already. Let's, let's go with um, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. So many reasons to be in love with this match. Shades of New Japan. Mm-hmm. These two had a stare down at Money in the Bank that implied this could happen. Now it's going to happen. Uh, Caleb, are we going to get a five-star match out of this? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Wrestle Kingdom 10 good, but it's going to be good. I'm inclined to it. There's only one way for that to happen, and it's very low. Um, They have to be, actually have to be the last match on the card. They have to. 
it, that's the only way for it to be five star. If it's not, then it won't be five star. But if it is the last match of WrestleMania, then they have the time, they have the atmosphere, they have the shock factor of the fact that they're the last match because we're yeah. all expecting Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar to be the last match. Yeah. And um, it'll be treated like a real main event. So that at least gives it the opportunity to be that, and then they just have to do their thing as best they can. But, like, remember, last match of, like, uh, you know, I mean, it, as long as it's up there, like, it could be, like, remember, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker 25 was the best match of, of, that, of that pay-per-view. So maybe all they have to do is be the third to last, but they just have to be that high up. I don't know. Like, they can't open this fucking show. I'm sorry. They cannot open this show. Yeah, they, yeah, they should not open this show. But, but Eddie, you, you made a very good point because, um, Caleb, you mentioned Wrestle Kingdom. Eddie, you mentioned that they go on last day of the time. I think it's very important for WWE fans to realize, or what we'll call it, we'll call them the casual fans, that to compare a WWE match up against a New Japan match, it's it's very unfair just because Omega and Kenny Omega and uh, Kazushika Okada at Wrestle Kingdom two years ago, they had they gave them what like an hour. No, it was like forty five minutes. They uh they get the hour for the next pay, the next event yeah an hour and then the last one they have the, 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 point, average, the point is the the title matches are getting more than thirty minutes each time yeah I mean Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho went about forty minutes Chris Jericho went forty minutes wow. yeah um but yeah like we think twenty minutes is a long match forty minutes is kind of the average but that being said they also don't wrestle like as much but um. Yeah, like, I think, let me look up. How long is it? I'll look up how long AJ Styles and Shitsuke Nakamura was. That was Kingdom 10. Um, all right, well, Caleb, while he's looking that up, we'll get, we'll get you another question. Um, if AJ Styles loses, do you think he moves to Raw? No, I feel, I, feels, I think he's going to stay on. Shinsuke and AJ, sorry, was 33 minutes and 25 seconds. Wow. Anyway, Caleb, I'm sorry, you were saying? Um, yeah, I think even if he loses, if he loses, I think he's going to stay on SmackDown because I think people will want to see him try to finally get one up on Nakamura if he loses. Mm-hmm. Getting at is, he's not losing this match. You don't think AJ's losing this match? No, because I think they're going to harp on Nakamura being up 1-0 on Styles from Wrestle Kingdom 10. Even though it was four, three, however long ago it was, and it's another company... They're going to harp on him being up 1-0. And I think this will lead to a rubber match later this year, maybe at SummerSlam, maybe earlier, because knowing WWE, they always do rubber matches that need to be at a big pay-per-view at something like Backlash. But, yeah, that's how it happens. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm inclined to think the exact opposite, but very similar reasoning. Um, I think so Nak- you think Nakamura's going on? I think, I think Nakamura's going to win. And I think AJ's going to harp on the fact that he's 0-2 against Nakamura. Plus, he has... Um, Nakamura win. Nak- if Nakamura loses, he doesn't get a rematch because he doesn't get a rematch clause unless he holds the championship. Right. So if you want to keep this going until SummerSlam, you have to have AJ lose. And him kind of like... I think AJ Styles is going to heel turn, is what I'm trying to say. I think AJ Styles is going to do a slight heel turn. I think AJ Styles is going... I think AJ Styles' is popular face or heel doesn't matter. And I think he's going to become obsessed with the fact that he cannot beat Shinsuke Nakamura. And I think they're going to do same thing. They're going to harp on that, like storyline, but in the opposite. They're going to do, oh, I lost to you in Japan, and you'd think AJ would win in Mania because he's got like it's his. I'm not going to be not to be a weird, not to be a fucking zingoist guy or anything, 
But you'd think, oh, well, the Japanese guy won at Wrestle Kingdom, so the Americans should win at WrestleMania, right? Kind of make it like an international thing. But uh, if AJ loses, then he's like, I can't even beat him anywhere. I can't beat him anywhere. So then he starts, like, kind of harping on that more. I could beat John Cena, but I can't beat Shinsuke Nakamura. And then it's going to lead to, like, him doing, getting kind of like a little... I don't think he's leaving SmackDown, though. But I think this right. feud's going to go on to being, like, AJ Styles is going to, like, start losing his fucking mind. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is going gonna, is gonna to win because he's going to just Kinshasa AJ Styles right in the face. Faith. Don't ever do that again. No, I like doing that. I'm going to keep doing that, actually. Do that again, you're fired. Uh, anyway. You don't pay, you don't pay me. <laughs> I don't pay myself. Anyway. Um, no, but I think that uh, Nakamura is going over just because he won the Royal Rumble. They've been making such a to-do about this match. And I think that they have to have him have him go over. And I do think that um, that AJ is going to go to Raw just because I've re- I've read so much implying that he is. I mean, I don't necessarily want that, mind you. But I I, I think that when push comes to shove, Nakamura is walking out with the title. Yeah, yeah. And, what, think, and what will be a great match? Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean AJ Styles though will is not not going to be the um, WWE champion again. Yeah. Next up, the uh, Universal Championship match. We got Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. Uh, Eddie, is there any way for Roman Reigns to win this match without being booed? Nah, I think he's doing all right. I think people are going to be like, yay! Like, you know, Roman Reigns is not... Okay, so Roman Reigns has won matches and, like, not been booed. Like, Roman Reigns, if he just puts on a good match, can do it. Um, I'm totally on Team Reigns for... for, for sure. I will be cheering when he wins. Um, yeah, I think Roman Reigns, uh, this past month, has done a lot of good. And, you know, I mean, and he's not, in de- de- he's not in, in de- uh, invulnerable as much as I used to believe. And, uh, you know, Paul Heyman made a very good point in an interview. He said, uh, Roman Reigns isn't, yeah, people are like, oh, Roman Reigns uh, has headlined WrestleMania three times in a row. Oh, God, why don't you give someone else a chance? Roman Reigns is always auditioning for the next main event. That's his job, yeah. is to do that. So, okay, sure, I don't care. And, I mean, he's doing his job, and he's doing it damn well. And if people like him, I, you know, I, I personally have had no problem with him this entire year. i got to be honest. I've, so I won't be booing him. I actually, kind of in, I actually will be on his team with this one. But when, you know, it's against Rollins, I will definitely be booing him. Yeah. All right. Uh, Caleb, is this the last we're going to see Brock Lesnar in WWE? Yeah, I think Reigns is going to win this match. He's going to send Lesnar limping off to whatever is left of UFC after what Conor McGregor just did. Ooh, wow, that was some fighting words, Caleb Bailey. Yeah, so Lesnar's going to send him, or Lesnar's going to go walking or limping or rolling his way back to UFC. (laughs) Reigns is probably going to have a championship that's defended every month on on Raw. And boy, yeah. is that gonna feel good again? Hating rains in two months, but people for this night and this night are gonna be like, "Thank God that the title is off of Caligula." Caligula, that's great. Well done. And also, <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. Also, let's not forget, like Paul Heyman's promo this past month, I, this past week, was so like, uh, it was so like, I'm burning every fucking bridge I can here, that like. He can't. He can't continue being in the WWE. 
he's just like, Brock Lesnar is nothing but contempt for you people. It was like, oh, man. He's just, it's like someone getting fired from a job, being yeah. like, I ain't all y'all. Y'all did nothing for me. I honestly, I think, I agree, Caleb. He's going to go limping back to the UFC, and uh, that's just, I mean, yeah, like, they kind of have wrapped it up. They've wrapped it up for Brock Lesnar. They've kind of summed it up. Brock Lesnar fights for nobody, and he has not changed. There's no character development. Move on. He's done. Bye-bye. This past point storyline was literally them just burning the bridge of Brock Lesnar. I think that, um... He might come back, but... No, I, I think that really Brock Lesnar is going to crawl back into like whatever Northwest Canadian hole he lives in or cave, whatever he and Sable have chosen to raise their children in. Guys, again, uh, Brock Lesnar might listen to this. I don't care what that roided up Ivan Drago wanted to be thinks. Wow, you know, he might be listening to this. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar is like a bitch who hides behind his contract. He says, oh, like, I love the business, I love my children more. Shut the fuck up, man. You, you defend the belt when you want it because, like Kurt Angle said, you can be the greatest at whatever you do except you're lazy. And I'm sorry, you're, you're like, what, 40 years old right now? Grow up. Get a job. Damn, dude. Get a job that requires you to work more than five, six days a year. Josh, again, Brock Lesnar might listen to this. Brock, I am not involved in this. <laughs> Anyway, excuse me. Um, got really angry. Um, <laughs> about Brock Lesnar. Sorry, I, I clearly have some strong feelings about Brock Lesnar that I'm not dealing with properly. All right. Um, well, stop that. But, um, Caleb, uh, how, how does Reigns win this match, do you think? Uh, I mean, how, how do you set up the finish? And I think Lesnar f fouled him like 1,800 times. But <laughs> Lesnar's like, I'm Superman, and yeah. there, there's no such thing as Kryptonite. So I think he's going to – I mean, he takes everything he can out of him to lose this match and just says, okay, I'm just going to hit you with a Superman punch. Yeah, I mean, I think – I'm very excited to see Reigns win. Spin punches uh, Paul Heyman. That would be fun to see. That would be very fun to see. If seeing him spear Paul Heyman would be great. Yeah, because yeah, like, I've, I've seen some clowns on Reddit saying, oh, Lesnar might retain, Lesnar might retain, and I'm just thinking, don't do that, don't do that, because I'm sorry, defend this belt every month, for Christ's sake. Uh, anyway, everyone here has got reins? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, that's the entirety of the, of the card. Now we need to talk about the elephant in the room, uh, John Cena versus The Undertaker, not officially on the card. Uh, Caleb, is this match going to happen? This match is going to happen. Yes. I think it has to, because I don't think... If they want to set up something where Cena and Undertaker face off at SummerSlam, Undertaker's not getting any younger. This has to This has to happen. This has to be the last match Undertaker ever competes in, and then next year Undertaker gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, possibly by John Cena, possibly by Kane, whoever it may be, but I think this match has to happen. It's not going to headline, but I think this match has to happen. Uh, Eddie, your thoughts? Yeah, it has to happen. Um, uh, American Badass, Undertaker, Kid Rock. I mean, they're, they're coming out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all in the cards, man. I mean, yeah, they're not getting they're not getting any younger. John Cena is not getting any younger. Uh, John Cena might not even be around for SummerSlam because John Cena uh, has got shit to do. John Cena's in the movie Cockblockers. Movie Cockblockers. Excuse me, really quick, because this is a fact. Hang on, one second. Um. Seemed to look like a lumberjack in this movie. Uh, one second, movie. One moment. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, the movie Cock Lockers. Ah, review. Damn it. Uh, give me one. You know what? I had I had this I had this I'll, I'll get back to this in a second. Anyway, but yeah, I, I am I am gonna be in agreement with Caleb. Uh, this match does have to happen sooner rather than later because, like you said, Undertaker is not getting any younger. The guy's over fifty years old. He even though he's still posting workout videos, he's probably got medical problems up the wazoo. Oh, okay, found it. Thank you. The movie Blockers, Call Blockers, eighty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. The movie starring John Cena in a leading role. Has hit 85% of Rotten Tomatoes, which means John Cena is a bankable Hollywood, officially a bankable Hollywood star, which means John Cena is rocking his way out of here. John Cena will win the WWE Championship one more time, lose it within a month, and then we won't see him for like five years. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, John Cena's going to be busy. Uh, so he might not be around for next WrestleMania. And Undertaker, I don't know, uh, be dead. So... Let's not, let's not wish... No, you're probably right, because he could be dead by next WrestleMania. So, let's, he's old. Let's hope not, because he's only in his 50s, for crying out loud. Yeah, but he's also um, falling apart. You know, but anyway, I, I think that... What the... Sorry, we had an advertisement. Oh, man. Oh, God, Eddie's phone exploded. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you okay there? Okay. Yeah, for some reason, my... Uh, sorry, guys, my phone just acted a little weird. No worries. Okay, um, anyway... Uh, this match has to happen. Uh, I think I wouldn't be shocked if maybe even a takeover, uh, if Cena pulled a Rollins and just jumped in the ring and called out The Undertaker one more time. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be amazing. If John Cena came to takeover, first of all, the idea of John Cena to take Oh, my God, Josh. That's an amazing idea. Yeah, because he just comes out and like the lights flicker and then just have it up on the Tron where it says, like, John Cena, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, or I think I think Undertaker's literally just gonna come in, whoop ass. I think Johnson's gonna hop the barricade. Yeah, yeah, he has to. He has to come in on a motorcycle. He's gonna come in on a motorcycle. I think Taker's gonna win this match. and He's gonna drive away. I think that's it. Yeah, I think right, that's gonna be the last like, image. Literally of ride off into the sunset. I think that's gonna be the last image of Undertaker. He's gonna drive off on a motorcycle. Sorry, Caleb. What was that? Yeah, because he can't walk. Oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently he, couldn't, he, even, he couldn't even walk down the entirety of the ramp last year. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's uh, that's the WrestleMania card. Uh, Caleb, last question for you, and Eddie will loop you, loop you in on this as well. This this entire card on paper is absolute gold. It's fire. It's one hundred percent amazing. If it doesn't clear the bar that it's the high bar that it set for itself, even even if it misses it by just a little bit, does it matter? Um, no, because I, they haven't, they haven't built this as one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. I think people are just calling it that, but WWE hasn't built this as the biggest mania of all time. I think they did that with, what, WrestleMania 32? They messed yeah. that one up real bad. saw what happened with WrestleMania 32. It was just pretty awful. So I don't think they built this as the biggest mania of all time. I think you just see it happening. I agree, Caleb. I think this mania on card is one of the... I think this is a stepping stone mania. I think this mania is going to be great. I'll say that really fast. I think it could be one of the best manias of all time. This is a wrestler's WrestleMania. This isn't the mainstream WrestleMania. By that I mean, this is like one This is like one that you have to know a little bit about New Japan for. You have to know about a lot of different things. Like, you have to be, like, really invested. And they haven't really done that recently. They've just been doing a lot of stars, a lot of, you know, part-timers. I think this is the WrestleMania that's going to make a lot of these people that are currently on this 
there's this, this WrestleMania that truly is going to move this, this company to the next generation. And then they'll start building everything up again. They'll start saying, this will be the best... 35 will be the best... Uh, 35 will be the best WrestleMania. Um, but, like, this one is going to be, like... It's going to be, like, 19. Which was, like, a, like a sleeper WrestleMania. That eventually became known as, like, the best WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, one of the best. Yeah, that was, like, the introduction to the new era. The Ruth is... Exactly. Yeah. I think this is the first... This is going to be the first WrestleMania to truly be the NXT generation. It's because this is the last Undertaker one. This is gonna, John Cena is considered a legend now. And you have Roman Reigns finally getting that real coronation that he kind of got... He lost three years ago. You know what I mean? This is truly the one that pushes everything forward. We have Nakamura versus AJ Styles. I mean, come on. Who would have cared about that? Who would have thought about that like a year ago? Yeah. Um, also, going back to this being the end of the Undertaker, if this match happens, which I think is going to happen, Undertaker 20. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's in New Orleans where he kind of faces his demons and... Gets, yeah. the, gets the W there. He gets the W in the Superdome. That's cool. Yeah. And like, yeah, and I think John Cena doesn't need this one. I think John Cena also isn't prepared to fight at Mania. I think John Cena's going to get jumped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's going to be all for the vault we have here today, folks. Uh, happy WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Caleb, uh, give him your social media information, and thanks for being on the show. Uh, on Twitter, underscore Caleb Bailey. And I can't wait for WrestleMania and TakeOver tomorrow night. It's going to be great. John Cena! Um, anyway, Eddie, uh, you got your social media Yeah, info. so mine, uh, if you just go on Twitter, it's at InspectaGadget. Um, Wait, InspectaGadget now? It's Dadget, sorry. It's at John Cena! No, it's at InspectaGadget uh, on Twitter. Not too hard to spell. Yeah. Or in my emails, edwarddegrew at gmail.com. Oh, God, okay. My social security number is yeah. 003. Uh, we will be in New Orleans uh, probably doing some... Uh, some uh, going live on Twitter from a VidVault podcast. That's where you can find us at VidVault podcast. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. I can't talk today. We'll also probably live stream from Facebook at some point. Yeah. So yeah. Um, at VidVault podcast on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Video Vault. Um, uh, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Sorry, I'm so excited about WrestleMania that I can't barely talk today. Uh, thanks so much, folks. Don't forget to lock up.